What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the second episode that no one asked for. The Nobody yeah. Asked Podcast. We are hello, back, hello. and we have a guest today. We have Nicholas Mabini with us. Yep, that is me. How Let's go. We're missing mm-hmm. two of our boys today. One to a sickness, and the other one, he was recently kidnapped. Yeah. Drake just doesn't show up, and he's either sleeping, dead, or kidnapped, or just any of the above. And then Harrison yeah. dances, danced till he got sick, so it's yeah, just us two. Kennedy dance. I heard about it. I heard it was uh, fun. Yeah. We saw it. But we will see it soon. Nick! Yes. Hello. Tell us, where did, tell us a little bit about yourself overall, whatever you want to tell us. Two, three, right, five, and then where we met you, or where you met us. Okay, so uh, I'm Nick Mabini. I am a third year at Cal State Long Beach, majoring in general biology, and I have a little bit of a hobby and thing for economics, and I like to trade options, but also invest in stocks, or what economics would say, save in stocks, um, and. Piggybacking a little bit off of your guys' previous episode, uh, you guys were talking about how you guys met in the Discord uh, between the two people who split, and there was controversy. And I was somehow in that mix too, and I just got caught up in that. And then so I found you guys through there. Yeah, that's, yeah. it's yeah. been a while. It, it it seems like it's been longer than like the amount. Yeah, but, but it's been like two years, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like about, two years, year and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's but crazy. I don't think I joined the ju- the group until like June or July. So I, it, it, a little over a year, but a little under two years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I remember Nick from the very first group. I remember actually talking to yeah. him in the first group. But everybody yeah. else was kind of like, not as much. <laughs> but I remember talking to Nick specifically at the very beginning. I guess I'm special then. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think I used to think that well Nick was just like a regular you were like a regular trader in that first group right like you weren't yeah no. yeah no. I always thought he was like low key a mod I also thought you were a mod Steven. I was like I think <laughs> you guys talk so much and like gave ideas or something or gave like I don't know good plays or something oh I no like, I was just shit posting in the first group yeah wow. because the whole premise of like the groups was to piggyback off each other's ideas and like uh, give like suggestions and whatnot. Um, but obviously, that was a lot easier when it was one of the best bull markets the market has ever seen. Exactly, so it yeah. was kind of like, it was basically getting free money at that point. Yeah. You threw an out there, and if you bought a call and help, usually, usually you made a lot Yeah, money. nine times out of ten, you'd be perfect. So, um, and, and that big boom of like Discord trading and option calling out was really big because people were having a lot of success because it was such a big bull market that whatever you bought, it did well. And then so the group did well. And then so your your um, reputation did very well as like a business. Yeah, because everyone started posting like the, oh yeah, look at my, my group got like a 900% play and everyone was like posting on Instagram. It's like, yeah. that tonight, boys. Just like the entire group. They were just yeah. following that play that like killed. And you know, I mean, literally, like we said, like, every play just like went out there. Right. Crazy. And then 2021 followed uh, a little bit after the Biden presidency happened. 
uh, there was a huge spike in energy stocks, banking stocks, whatnot. And then once we started seeing volatility, that's when like the Discord trading groups kind of died out. And then we saw like less of like the amazing like 3,000% returns, whatnot. And so, yeah, it was, it was a great time while it lasted, but it's back to reality now. And so I, I think trading is going to start to become a lot more difficult for options. Um, yeah. because we are going to get a lot of volatility and short swings. So. Yeah, I've been getting absolutely murdered since November on the short swing. So it's either it's uh, by long or I had to learn how to day trade, but I just don't have time to day trade. So it's either like right. long or just like buying stocks when it's just like absolutely destroyed. So Right. But, yeah, uh, a couple things about Nick that we know is he likes sneakers. He's a sneakerhead. Yes, very um, much so. Actually, I don't even know if you like crypto, but we're definitely going to ask you about crypto. And once Very again, so. you've talked about you've talked about the economy. We're also going to ask you about the economy. But tell us about sneakers, your sneakerhead, how you grew to love them. What you, I don't know. Do you trade any? Do you buy? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. So um, before stocks and before the market and every, uh, you know, like investing whatnot, I, I came into sneakers because I realized that you can make a quick buck off of buying and selling sneakers. So I was like, okay, you know what, I'll try it out. Um, you buy, so the way it works is you buy sneakers for retail and you sell them at market price uh, based on the demand of the sneakers, which is basically based off the colorways. And the colorways, people really like the blacks, the reds, the neutral colors. Um, so basically you just buy it for retail and you sell it for resale price. Um, which usually it can be like a 20% gain to 100% gain. So it's really small gains, but they add up, right? And uh, through that, I was like, the more shoes that came in and the more shoes that I bought, I started to realize that, hey, these sneakers actually look really cool. You know, I could see myself wearing these. And then so I, I ended up buying a few pairs for myself based off the money that I got from reselling them. And so one of my favorite pairs I'm actually wearing right now is so, uh these... Uh, it is medium curry dunks. They're a very neutral colorway, and they have like the suede texture, and they're super super nice. Um, I ended up buying them for retail, so that was about a hundred ten dollars, I think, at the time. And uh, a pair last week just sold on the market for about seven hundred dollars. Jeez, yeah. seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars. And so now I'm wearing these shoes with a bunch of guilt. I'm like, I could have an extra six hundred dollars in my account yeah. if I sell these shoes. But these shoes are really nice. Yeah. At the same time, yeah. people are see your shoes and they're gonna be like, this kid's wearing seven hundred dollars shoes. Yeah. And uh, I've never seen these shoes. Not to like brag, but I've never seen these shoes ever before because, um, or like outside of myself wearing them because there was such low stock and there was such high demand that worldwide there was only like. I think it was like around like 10,000 pairs, which is very, very limited in terms of sneakers. So um, you hardly see these out anywhere and you know, they're hard to find. Uh, so you have to pay that big price for them. So it really comes down to supply and demand, basically, just with like everything else. Quick flex on this. Yeah, so, <laughs> so to acquire these sneakers, do you have to use a bot or you, do you like manually go after the ones you want? 
Because I know a uh, lot of well, sneakerheads are like using bots to hit the drops early because of that demand. Right. Uh, yeah, you could use uh, a bot, but some of the bots are very, very expensive. They can range from like $200 all the way up until like $6,000. And it's absolutely crazy. Uh, but there is a difference in quality between the bots. Obviously, the more expensive ones typically tend to work better and you could cop more pairs. So that way you get a bigger return. But um, I personally don't use bot just because it's kind of expensive and I'm not I'm fully immersed in the sneaker game. I'm more just doing it as like a side hustle just to get an extra few 40, 50 bucks here and there every other week or so, so. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. Steven, do you, are you a big sneaker guy? Not really. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I got like one pair of tennis shoes now that I wear. The rest <laughs> are just old and I wear them to cut the grass. So they're like green. If it's functional, it works. Well, the soles are falling off of all of those. Oh my, so you really are not. Yeah. I know I've gotten Sam to actually try and cop a few pairs recently. Yeah, dude, so the, actually the blade, like the, I think it was like Blazers by Off-White that dropped on Friday. Right. I literally, if I would have gotten them, I don't even think I would have resold them. Like those, those shoes are really? Yeah, those shoes are sick. So I was like, oh gosh. I'm kind of it, so... I like shoes, but I just like don't like spending money on shoes. Right. So like I have I have like seven pairs of shoes, which to me is a lot. Some people it's like nothing, right? But it's like yeah. I I say that I'm like oh yeah I have seven pairs of shoes, like expecting like oh that's a lot. Some people are like yeah I have thirty, and I'm like okay, yeah. You know? But like seven pairs of shoes, and they're all Adidas. Like and they're they're oh, pretty. Wow. Like, I spend a good amount of money on Adidas shoes. But like every single one of my pairs is Adidas. From my working out shoes to like my really fancy like, I don't know, nice Big shoes. That everyone's like, oh shoot, like those are nice. It's like what brand yeah. are they? That's the majority of the shoes I have oh, are like Adidas. the nice shoes. But like, yeah. I, the reason I'm not like buying the shoes is because like I don't want to have to deal with cleaning them up because my shoes get dirty really easy. Right. And I don't Dude. feel like dealing with that. I bought. I bought like a really, like, actually a really nice pair. I think they're probably like my favorite shoe. It's like, they're like completely white, like completely white. Wow. And it's like a little bit of dirt gets on it and I start getting like triggered. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I gotta wash them. I'm like, oh God. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's, it's the worst. But. Right. It, it kind of ruins the shoe. And yeah. going back to the point where you were like, I'd wear the off-white sneakers. Uh, that That's also a really big problem with a lot of people is they'll cop the sneakers in their size and then they'll try and sell it. But then they go, uh, actually, that's actually a really nice pair. I'll yeah. wear it. And then now instead of having that $50 profit, you, you're down $190 because you just spent $190 on your own personal pair. Yep. I know. I know. I, I know. <laughs> Trust me. Like, I think those are like the only shoes. Like I, you got me into it. So like, I was seeing like, like four or five pairs of the ones that are like coming out. Like I wouldn't keep any of them. But if I got the white, like, blazers by Off-White, not the, like, black version, like, just that, like, white one, I would have been like, yeah, dude, whatever. I'm dropping 150 bucks on this. Like, I'll take them. But, yeah. Yeah, that's your game. True game is But, um, all right. What do you think about, very huge topic change, crypto <laughs> NFTs? I actually think crypto and NFTs, uh, we'll, we'll start with NFTs first, um, just because that one recently I've been, quite looking at, I've been looking at it 
quite thoroughly, um, just as like an investment perspective. Uh, I'm looking at pros and cons. Uh, one of the big pros is utility wise. So there's a few NFTs out there that hold like parties, um, whatnot, if you just have the NFT. So let's say you buy one um, and then you, it's basically like a ticket uh, to get into a party. And those parties are basically ways to connect with people, right? So you're paying as like a networking event. Um, but also there's a bunch of other benefits. So for example, uh, recently this, the APC, which is Angry Pitbull Club, they've had a, they've had an event in LA where they were giving out free pre-rolls, free, basically like free weed and stuff because that's their whole background, right? Yeah. And it's, it's just like a networking event, but also you get free things because you own uh, an NFT. So um, utility is one really big part of it. Uh, so you could connect with people, find jobs, hopefully through other people, meet new people that have similar mindsets, which is basically me because NFT is basically just a way to move money around, just like any other asset. Um, but you can build communities on it. And I, I think it's a, it's a good step towards like decentralization and, uh, you know, virtual reality, whatnot, and online banking, you know, the fed wants to create their, um, CBDCs, which is their central bank digital currency. So they can control, uh, money flow easier, uh, through the U S dollar and be able to track money a lot easier than a physical dollar. Um, and so moving on to crypto, I think it's, Oh, well, let me stop you right there. <laughs> you're, you're, thank you, thank you. You're, it's just like, you have a very different opinion than Stephen or Harrison. Hey, wait a or, minute. Right. I agree with Nick. I agree with Nick. Oh, here, bro. You poop on NFTs every single Well, day. I think the art is stupid. <laughs> right. I think the art part is very stupid, but I, I think it's just a way to move money around, basically. And that's the money laundering thing that I rose right. my, raised my eyebrows at that part, but like. I mean, that's with the art, but I think, like, anything that actually gives you, like, a use and utility outside of the stupid art is, like, good. So, like, Nelk Boy's Metacard, um, right. I don't know, I guess Board API Club, I mean, they have a bunch of events and stuff. I don't keep up with any of it, but... Right. What does it do? What does the Metacard do? So you get to like go to parties with them or I don't, they were talking about, so I was listening to their podcast and they were talking about like having these bars or like nightclubs or whatever that only Metacard holders could get into and like places around America, stuff like that. Or like you could buy their merch drop. You can be like, so like they'll, they'll drop the merch here, but you can get in a little bit early, stuff like that. Yeah. And like, I like that as a use, but if you buy it just for the art, you deserve to lose your money. I I totally agree. Right. Uh, Yeah, I I can see that. I don't know. It's just like every every single time I open up Twitter, bro, it's either like people that think like the art is really good or like people that are just trolling, like, and just like, they're like, I'm going to get you rich. So... Yeah, I did like the one NFT project that I really thought was really impressive, but it turned out to just like be a whole con. Was that like NFT project that like I I, I we talked about it. We in talked about it on episode Pixelmon or whatever it was called. It was like the, the Greg. 
I was like, if they would have pulled that one off, it would have been really good. Like, buy your NFT to enter the game. Right. I think that's clever. Like, I think that's good. But they choked, and they stole, like, $70 million. <laughs> but, like, I thought that was really interesting. But, yeah. I mean, I guess, we're, I, I guess I see where you're coming from. But, anyway, you're going to talk about crypto, so continue. Yeah, it's very hard to realize or understand why people want a digital asset like that i I don't get it either but (laughs) yeah yeah i see more what was that good go ahead ahead. i see it more as a way to move money around and to uh use it for utilities other than like invest and have it as an art you know yeah yeah, no, the art, the art portion of it, I don't understand. But, I don't know. Do you think, what do you think about crypto? Like, is it the future? Is it low-key, like, rigged? You know, is it going to um, fail? Is it corrupt? What do you think? Right. Um, so, in terms of, like, Bitcoin, I think it's a solid asset. But then mm-hmm. again, it's some digital asset that doesn't really have a backing. Um, and it's hard to see it as, you know, it becoming the currency of the world because there's only 21.5 million of it. Um, even though it can be broken down into little parts called Satoshis, um, it's still just hard to grasp the idea that, you know, we'd be moving on from the U.S. dollar as, uh, as a way of exchange, uh, just because, you know, it's, it's been that way and it's going to keep being that way, especially with. Uh, you know, like voting patterns and who's in office, you know. Um, so it's kind of hard to make that shift. Um, and especially with the Fed wanting to create a central uh, uh, CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. So they'll basically be able to say there's a stimulus. They'll be able to just, uh, they'll be like, hey, check your phone. Look, here's an extra $800, right? Um, they can basically input and output money very quickly with the snap of their fingers or, well, the touch of their app. (laughs) And uh, it's easier for them to track where money goes, uh, who it goes to, where it goes to, what time it was sent. So it'd be easier to track, like, criminal things um, and just regular transactions, making it easier for them to, for the IRS or people like that. Or auditors. Right, or auditors. (laughs) Mr. Steven. (laughs) Oh. Is that, that worse? I mean, I welcome it because they make the biggest pain in the job go away. Yeah, but what about personal wise for both of you? Like, are you guys fine with that? Like, if you are, that's fine. I'm just asking. Steven? Yeah, you're good. I'm fine with that. You're fine with that? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, not? I'm also. I'm surprised, okay. Steven. I know, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are we going to do? It's gonna happen. It's inevitable. Right. I must accept right. it. Mr. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> I I kind of also agree because um, before it used to be uh, like an argument between privacy and safety, right? Um, but now that privacy is kind of out the window, and we all know that. Um, I, I think you guys seen the movie like Snowden, uh, the document, basically like a remake, a documentary of Edward Snowden. In the, in the battle with safety and privacy, but um, privacy isn't really a thing anymore. So 
I think if they're going to do it, they might as well do it right. Fair. That sounds pretty good. Sam, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I just don't. I think I'm like, I'd be fine. I don't, I don't know, actually. I like, a part of me kind of freaks me out a little, you know? It's right. like a part, of me, part of me is like, man, like, they can track it, you know? Like, if they can track it, they can stop it, you know? And like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't want it to be like a China thing where it's like, it's like all of a sudden, like, you know, like, let's say you're deemed a criminal, right? Because nowadays, man, like, people on Twitter are like, say something bad and they're like deemed the worst people in the world right so like what if the government deems you a criminal you know someone bad and then they just stop your flow of money it's like you know like you know like and that sounds crazy but at the same time it's like you know if you really want to shut someone up man just like you ban them from twitter and then you cut their money and like you'll never hear from them again which is like scary you know and like you know already banning everyone from social media for being like Oh, I don't like this, you know? It's something like they that. said 10 years ago. And also, yeah. like, look at what happened with Russia and the sanctions are, like, cutting off their money. It's like we're watching right. it happen. You've seen the effects of that. So I, I 100% believe that, like, if they can track it, they can stop it for an individual person. And, you know, privacy, and I don't really think there's a lot of privacy, you know, I'm not sure what Facebook and Google and everyone's doing with our data, but I'm 100% sure that they have it stored somewhere. <laughs> like, they can swear right. that they, but 100% it is, right? So, like, yeah, privacy isn't, like, a, you know, a thing, but, like, one, I think, I'm not sure, but, like, I think if we give them, like, control of, like, money more than what they have already, it's, like, it could possibly be, like, oh, I don't like that you're doing this, like, delete. Or, you know, it's, like, you know, stuff like that. You know, they get the names of people in a group that are, like, hating on, let's say, like, the president, you know, at a certain... They're like, all right, like, all 25 of you, like, they press two buttons and got... Like, your money's just frozen. So, it's like, that part is, like, kind of, like... Like, it would freak me out a little. Now, you know, they promised that they wouldn't do it, but... (laughs) They did it to the north of us. Don't forget about that. Exactly, exactly. I can't, you know, and if they take it a step further, if we give them, like, a little bit, like, they did it in Canada, we saw the effects of, like, how it, like, hurt people, but it's, like, what if you give them a little more freedom than they had in Canada and they actually can track, like, individuals' monies to the T? Like, this is scary. No. That's that's my two cents on it. I don't, I don't know if I'd mind if we do it right, but... Whatever, you know, that's what I think. Anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons, and it's really hard to weigh and make a right decision about it because there's just too many moving dynamics here that have to be taken into account. I don't think we'll get there anytime soon, but maybe. Whatever. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. Whoa. Were you going to say anything, Steven? Nah. Nah. I was talking to myself. (laughs) <laughs> moving on <laughs> economy as a whole you can get as political or as non-political as you want like whether like you know the economy is cratering because of our president or being like the economy is booming or whatever you think of the economy but like the treasury what do you think secretary as a whole world what's your viewpoint on it right now oh um so uh most of the economic 
I have been studying for the last few years is uh, Keynesian economics, which is basically what the Fed goes based off of. Um, and I think it's absolutely a terrible way um, to run this country. Um, but in, in, that doesn't matter who's in presidency. I don't think it's ever going to change. Um, but basically, the Fed is a separate entity from the government. So they're not technically any part of the government. They're just a separate entity, right? They're basically yeah. like a private company in a way with a lot of money, a lot of power, and they can do whatever the heck they want, right? Uh -huh. um, and some people say the Fed is really smart. Some people say the Fed just reacts. And personally, I think the Fed just reacts to what happened. Um, they can't necessarily make a choice and then see the outcome. They kind of just react to it in the short term and go, hey, all right, this is we're going to fix it now. And then we'll deal with the problems later, right? Um, so, for example, uh, I think it was last year they called inflation transitory, right? And they're like, ah, oh, it won't get out of hands, you know? With all this quantitative easing, with all of us buying treasury and bonds, you know, nothing's going to happen. Even though more money is flowing into the economy, increasing the supply, we won't get that bad inflation, right? And they were doing it at such a rapid rate that it was inevitable, right? And everyone can see it. Inflation was coming, inflation was coming. So everyone threw their money into tech and to the S&P. So that's why we saw that really big raise from 2020 all the way until right about now, really, because um, they're starting to cut back on, right? Um, so they're planning on quantitative easing, which is basically almost the opposite of quantitative easing. Um, they're basically slowing down the purchasing of bonds and treasuries or they're flattening, which means they're not buying, or they're selling, which they're not because the balance sheet is still increasing. Um, but they do plan on slowing down uh, about 90 million per, per month, I think it was. And uh, I, I think we're in just a little tough of a situation here with you know, the moving dynamics of battling inflation with uh, interest rates and whatnot. And uh, you know the war going or the war going on in Ukraine, uh, that's also taking away from you know regular prices and supply chain and demands. Um, so it's it's very it's a very difficult thing to think about uh, when you take into consider all the moving dynamics here. Um, you know because some people think a recession is going to come with the inverted yield curve. Um, but banks like Morgan Stanley and JP Morgan uh, don't really think that's going to happen. But I personally think it might happen just because last week the Fed was talking about maybe doing 50 or 0.5 to 1 basis point interest hikes, which is honestly a lot if the economy isn't doing as well. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think on recession happening and the Fed and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. So, oh man, this is a tough one. But like, I think that we're in a bubble. Just like, right. so at this point in my life, I'm like, okay, still live in my parents' house. But the whole point is like, I'm trying to get out of here. I'm not trying to stay here forever. So I'm looking at houses and it's just like, crazy the amount that houses have appreciated the past few years like 
And how I feel about it is if I try to buy something like that I can actually afford, I'm going to be underwater on my mortgage because it's like these little shitty houses that are like fifty to $75,000 more than what they were just a few years ago. Right. And they're already old and they're busted up and you're going to have to fix them, all this repairs and everything. It ain't worth it. And people are going out and giving offers above the ask. Like, every house is just above the ask. And, like, you hear people talking about it, like, just, if you go to a restaurant, you hear someone else like, oh, yeah, we tried to get this house, but someone else offered, like, 25000 above the asking price. And it's just like, so there's that part of the bubble. Then there's the whole digital art thing, which is also part of the bubble. And it's like, everyone got all this money from that great bull run, but it's got to run out eventually, right? Mm-hmm. That's about, that's pretty much my thinking on the whole thing. It's just like, I have to figure out what I want to do. I th- I'm thinking about buying some uh, gold ingots or blocks of gold, something like that. Okay. Okay, boomer. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, like, lately I've just been looking at some prices and some of the things, even that, like, you post, Nick, and I'm just like, dude, like, the economy is just, like, built up on sticks, bro. And, like, like to me, dude, we should have had a reception, 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 recession, like, a year ago, two years ago. Right. But, like, it just keeps going. And I don't know. I didn't live through two, that, like, I lived through 2008, but, like, I wasn't, you know, aware. I was, like, you know six seven i don't know busy playing um, lego star wars yeah yeah i was you know um doing anything but paying attention to the market but it's like like i don't know how long like that 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 bubble felt like or like when people were like oh there's a bubble here or like if people even noticed but like i feel like we're all crying like oh recession recession, recession. and it just might like never come right, right. and and like, or maybe we're just, we just push it back five, another five years, another 10 years. And then it's like awful, like great depression type stuff. Right. Yeah. I just don't know. I like, I just don't see it like popping, you know? And like, I'm right. not, saying, I'm not saying I'm like a forever bull and like invest and like, this will only keep going up. Like, I think it's going to be very like flat until one day just, it just doesn't happen. You right. know, so, like my family, so we live in Florida. Um, I don't live with my parents anymore, like, in college, but, like, um, you know, they bought a house five years ago for, like, around $350,000. I'm not, then, we live in South Florida, so it's, like, that, like, booming part of, like, Florida. $350,000 five, four or five years ago. Right now, their house is, like, valued at just, guess how much, guess how much? 500. Okay. A million, dude. What? Are you kidding me? The house across from them, which is like a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, which like the owner bought like seven years ago for like four hundred thousand dollars, sold for one point three million, dude. Are you kidding? And and I think you know Florida is a different case. You know, it's growing. I I feel like people are leaving New York, coming here, leaving California, coming here, right? But like I see it, and my parents like I was like I was like, dude, that's like there's no way that your house was valued five years ago at three hundred fifty thousand right now. Like, and then right now it's like a million dollars. Like, there's no way that isn't a bubble. And then my parents are like, yeah, it, 
like I agree. But I think that like places like Florida or certain places around the United States are just gonna be like the next New York where it's like everyone thinks it's a bubble, but then it just ends up being that like you go to California and like a million dollars in a certain place buys you like a studio. You know, like it's like something like that, something crazy, like Bay Area, you know. So, right. so I don't know, like recession, yeah. I think it should come already. I think it should be coming. But I also just don't see like, I see presidents making horrible decisions to just pass the recession on to the next one, you know? So mm-hmm. like, that's, that's what I would do to, if I was a president too. Like I wouldn't want a recession on my hands. I would just, you know, print a ton of money until the next right. president with it so yeah. i don't know kind of that's kind of how so, i see it ah. so y'all are close to miami then you'll have to be because like miami's turned out to be the new la that's what i'm thinking yeah. we're in boca. so we're in boca like palm beach area which is like an hour so it's like it's basically like miami's growing huge right but then the other really like like i guess like wealthy area now is like boca and parkland which are like pretty close and they're like an hour up from miami but yeah miami's also like insane it's like it's a stupid amount of money it's like dumb so really expensive yeah you know buildings are keep getting built you know businesses keep coming over and it's like you know, we think there's going to be a bubble, but at the same time, it's like banks are coming from like New York. Like if banks are coming from New York, I don't know if that bubble's popping anytime soon. Gold, if Merrill Lynch comes down, like, you know, uh, they're not going to let the Miami yeah. bubble. So, ah. so that's my two cents on it. So uh, with the... Uh, go ahead, go ahead. So with uh, quantitative tightening happening and um the increase in interest rates happening uh what what do you guys think is a good investment or what are you guys looking to buy at this time or are you looking to sell what what are you looking for other than you know steven you said physical gold gold Um, um just gold um i don't have anything to sell at the moment which is kind of, I mean, I have my 401k, but I'm not going to sell out right. of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really, it's like, I don't know. I have such trouble deciding because I'm like overthinking, I overthink it too emotional about like what I buy, but like, mm-hmm. it's just, I'm so bearish on everything. Like, right. so you think about the war, right? And like how that's going to affect the economy they're talking about right. like food shortages like why would i if we have a recession a good recession stock is like a grocery store but then we're gonna have a food shortage i don't know is a grocery store still the move then i don't think so yeah i mean i i'm bear i guess i'm bearish too like long term but at the same time it's like i ask myself why i am because literally like some stocks just like literally only go up right yeah. So, but it's like, but I think of, I think of it as like, I'm, I have grown to like realize that like the government helps certain tech companies more like Apple and my will never go down. Like it won't ever go under. It'll literally only keep going up. Microsoft, same thing. Google, same thing. Tesla, 
dude, I think Tesla's like a pile of poop, right? Like that should not even be close to the valuation that it has. Well, it? Don't even magic. I'm just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like the government gets hard for Tesla. Dude. Tesla's not going to go anywhere. They're going to keep doubling everything their value. And everyone's like, oh, they're more than an EV company. It's like, yeah, maybe, but they're not one point like three trillion dollars worth. They just aren't, right? So, so like honestly, I hate to say this, man, but like I'm I'm low key looking to buy like any sort of like tech stock in like established companies, wow. right? It's like because you hold Apple for ten years, man. They could they could go down to like a hundred dollars in ten years. I assure you, you're gonna be up, like. You know, there could be wars and we could have a shortage of food, but I assure you people are still going to be buying iPhones, you know, like oh, 100%. We, could, right. we could all be locked up and I assure and when we all get locked up again, whether it's like a war or another famine or another pandemic, man, like what's going to go up? Well, Google's usage, you know, so Google stocks. Oh, yeah. go up. I'm actually, I'm very bullish on Google, actually. Yeah. So it's, like, it's just, stock split. not because yeah. of that. Not because of that. I'm, I'm behind for sure. Oh, GameStop. Um, I'm bullish on GameStop now, everyone. Right, Just want right. to put that out there, because they're splitting. So, it's stuff like that, you know? Like, Tesla, I don't really like this talk, man, but, like, you know, I, I really don't even think that, like, Elon Musk is all that. But, like, I just know right. that the, it's hard for Tesla. So, why right. better, you know? You know, Biden and the next president are all, all going to be for EV. Tesla's the only company that has, like, puts, like, two nuts together with a bolt and like built a car you know like the other ones suck so might as well Tesla. that's what i see what do you think um so i i kind of disagree just a little bit with uh buying tech as of right now i'd wait just a little um so my thought process on what to buy i'm currently thinking defensive stocks so like utilities uh you know um because utility companies are companies that are monopolies, basically. They control their entire sector. So they can set the price at whatever they want, no matter what's happening. So let's say energy, right? You need energy, you need water, and you need food and gas, whatnot, right? These are things that you will always buy no matter what's happening, right? Because you have a house, you're going to have to have buy electricity, you're going to have to buy this, you're going to have to buy that. So no matter what the interest rates are at, you're going to have to do this. So you're going to have to buy tech. On the other hand, um, interest rates go uh, up, which means it makes it more expensive for tech companies to borrow. And since tech companies are basically valued based off of their uh, their revenues and their profits, or well, not their profits, because they don't really make any profits, because they technically loan all their money from banks and then create their revenue through selling their products and whatnot. So most of their uh, most of their balance sheets is loans, right? And so it makes it more expensive for them to pay off the loans if interest rates go up. So technically, uh, they'll have lower revenues because they'll be borrowing less because it's more expensive. So I think tech stocks should be going down and utility companies should be going. Down. It makes sense. Right. <laughs> you know, it, like yeah. it makes sense what you just said. At the same time, the only thing that I would say is like Microsoft and Apple and like stuff, like those are the stocks that I would first invest in. I think that right. those, right. you know, right. But like Apple and Microsoft, they have like freaking like $180 billion of just like a cash pile, right? So like worst yeah. comes to worst, they don't really have to loan out too much. 
or right. take loans out, right? That's the only thing oh, I would say. Totally agree. Yeah. Literally, other than that, you're right. You know, but I just think it's like broken because, like, you're right. War, pandemic, famine, whatever comes next, it makes sense to invest in utility stocks, and they might. But this this country, this stock market, is not going to let tech stocks in those in those companies. You know, other growth tech stocks, whatever, they can go to zero, right? But like those companies, I don't think we're going to let them fall. So. Well, but then you also got to think about like the dot com bubble, right? And then those right. were those companies at the time, and they still fell, you know. And so you still have those buying opportunities. So I wouldn't personally. I still like dollar cost average and whatnot into stocks. I wouldn't buy all the way in uh, just yet, personally. That's fair. That's fair. Indeed. Well, we are going into our last segment, Nick. Uh, I have. One, two, three, four, five, seven questions for you. They're going to be quick, okay? So this is like not a lot of thought. This is like you have That's to just, five. all right? Magic, oh, you're, Lord. you're in the last one, in the last one only. So quick, okay. There's one that's there's one that's controversial, but it's 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 worded not like too controversially. It's it's, it's fair or unfair. It's not like political mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So just answer them, all right? Number one, yes or no? Do you sleep with stuff in? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. Magic, do you sleep with stuffed animals? Yes. Yes. Okay. I do too. I do too. I have a berry. Right? All right. Number two. Yeah, I have a koala. Shout out to my koala. Oh, you have your koala? Yeah. From yeah, sure. I have a koala. It's not with me. Oh. It's in the. It's across the house. Man, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. All right. Next one. Putin or Kim Jong-un? Hang on. Putin. What? You said Putin? Maybe. Answer. Yes, 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 yes. Wait. Well, how is this? Is he answering based on who is tougher or... Let's say one has to leave, right? And you're you're choosing the one that's you're choosing the one that stays, right? So like you get to kill Putin, you're choosing the one that survives. Putin or Kim Jong Un? Oh man, kill Putin. Kill Putin. Kim Jong Un is kind of Kim Jong Un can't do shit. They're they're both really bad. So I mean, I I kill both if I could, but okay. Leah Thomas, fair or unfair? Unfair. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it depends on what you're talking about, though, about Leah Thomas. Fair to the race. Fair to the race. Not not if she's a guy or girl. Then oh, unfair, unfair, unfair to the race. The race to the racers. You say it's unfair. 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 Yeah, you can't. These are pretty straightforward. Have you seen the new Batman? No, not yet. No. Uh, I want to. Okay, I was going to ask you if it's trash or pass. Stephen, have you seen it? No. Yeah, I, I can't go to the movie theater. I could watch it. We got this new uh, like movie service, movie streaming service, oh, where it's like cool. everything for the movies. So you got the guys sitting in the theater with their cameras recording it. But it's so trash. I can't watch that. So I'm just gonna wait till it like comes out on pay per view. Then I can watch it on there for free. All right, one more quick one. Disney, woke mob or not? 
I like this one. <laughs> uh, I personally don't very much so agree with the Disney Wolf. Okay, okay, fair, fair. All right, Although, just... I am going to Disney on Friday. Okay, okay. I just want, actually. Um, okay, this one goes to both of you, all right? We're going to go Nick first and then Steven. Okay. All time, all time, top three celebrity crush. Anne Hathaway. Okay. J-Lo. Okay. Oh. This is so hard. And then, uh, I, I don't think I have a third one. No, Mar I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Who? Uh, Margot Robbie? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> Okay. So you're just gonna leave us at two? Yep, I'll leave you at two. Okay, how about you give us your your all-time top three? No, all-time ce celebrity crush. That's a guy. Jason Statham. Okay, he's a he's a beast. He's a badass. Yeah, he's a, yeah he he gets close to my top three, but not not top three. Yeah. But, uh, okay, good answers. Good answers, Stephen. Uh -huh. Top three. I'm gonna throw it back to you while I keep thinking. Oh, you're gonna give, give us yours. Okay, male or female? Female. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay, both. Uh, we'll start. We'll start with guys. Ryan Reynolds makes a top three. Mm -hmm. Henry Cavill. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, dude, honestly, is this off man, of looks? Or like, is this just looks, or is this like everything? I, for guys, for guys, it's looks and acting. Like Ryan Reynolds, I think is hilarious. I also think he's super attractive. And he's just a phenomenal actor. Henry Cavill is like so jacked and also one of the coolest actors ever. And then I think my third one, I think, is um, Tom Holland. He's just. Oh, I, like, I like Tom Holland. Mm -hmm. I have to put and him on mine. Female, probably Margot Robbie. No, for sure Margot Robbie makes it on there. Um, Jessica Alba. Good choice. And. Uh, What's the girl, Natalie Portman, no, not Natalie Portman. What's the girl in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Kira, wait. Really? Kira Knightley? Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Those are my top three. Personal. What about you? Steven, we get enough time. You got to give it to us. I still, I still don't know, man. It's so hard to pick. Dude, come on. The podcast ending in 30 seconds, so you got to... Oh, I'm not in, I'm in control of that. This can go on for hours if I, I want. I have number three. Number three is Tasha Keeney. Ark Invest. Oh, right. oh yeah. <laughs> Ongoing name. Yep. She is. Tell her who she is. Uh, she's basically a... Uh, I, I think she's one of the head uh, researchers within the Ark Invest company and uh she just said like something really smart on tv and then i found it and then i've been made i've been made fun of for pointing her out ever since <laughs> she's, uh, she's cute for sure for sure all right steve come on man all right who, who should Easy i start with you could go yeah. with the females both okay well i can tell you the guys first that's the easy one yeah. chris pratt is number one. Good. That's a good Tom Holland, probably number yeah. two. And uh, number three, I'm going to go with Mark Wahlberg. Dude, I 
females. Females. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jennifer Aniston, Ariana Grande. <laughs> Cause really? I actually like her music. Okay. Um. Uh, number three. Number three. I gotta think about number three. Anne Marie Adams. Oh no, she's not. She's not popular enough. We can't talk about her here. <laughs> All right. Well, you gotta give us number on the next podcast. Nick, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thank you so much yes. for having me. I really appreciate you, both of you, so, so much. It was a blast. Even sign us off, sir. All right. Oh, this is the Nobody Asked podcast. Nick was our guest that nobody asked for. Now, before we go, I need to remember to ask everyone to subscribe, uh, like yes. the video, uh, follow us on TikTok, the official Nobody Asked page, it's all in the description. Uh, Instagram, we're on Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitter. We've got like no followers and no posts. We're trying to get more posts. <laughs> I have more free time now. I finished watching all 200 episodes of Seinfeld. Oh my gosh. That's what, that's what was holding you up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now I am flushed with time. I got Lego Star Wars though, so that might uh, mm -hmm. that is, is been great. I'm very surprised by that game. It's a real man's game, not Elden Ring. <laughs> all right. But oh. all right, so we will see you next week. We're gonna have Miles or Darth. I don't know how we're gonna refer to him or what he wants. But uh, yeah, next week is going to be a big crypto NFT showdown. Hopefully Harrison isn't sick, because that will be real interesting between the two of them. All right. Thanks for watching. Good night, or good morning. I don't know when you're watching this. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.